Mostly Rational, a podcast in which we answer your questions, make jokes only we think are funny, and offer advice as rationally as we possibly can. We also have a strong tendency to discuss MBTI, so for all you guardians out there that don't like to be put in a box, too bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tawny Sanchez. I'm Asia Sanchez. And today, we don't have any special guests. Or do we? Before we get started... We just wanted to make a quick announcement because we have some very exciting news. We have a website. It is MostlyRationalPodcast.com. You can listen to our podcast, submit questions, find links to our social media, and our Patreon. So, should we get into it? We don't actually have any special guests, do we? Um, do we? Well, I I guess guess we'll find out. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's get into it. So... We have um, quite a few very random questions. First and foremost, and this is from a naughty mouse. <laughs> why are shoes? Tony, why are shoes? You know, I don't know. You know why I've noticed that when I don't wear shoes a lot, I definitely get a thicker sole. Yeah. I, well, I mean, that's... We build calluses on our feet very easily, right? But then when I sloth them off in the shower because <laughs> I'm like, ew, my feet. <laughs> then I wear shoes a lot. I get these baby feet. But then the next time I need to walk barefoot somewhere, I'm like, ouch, pain, because I have weakened the things upon which I bear my entire weight and which carry me to and fro. Although that's not entirely the fault of the shoes. That is the fault of you scraping no, off your it's society's precious, fault. precious calluses for telling me and i need to have baby also feet. <laughs> my sandals that i wear actually have built calluses on my feet which i know is disgusting to say to the public but i have specific calluses because of but these shoes because they why like why is that disgusting to say to the public that you have used your feet <laughs> <laughs> well it's because of these particular shoes though so, I don't know why our shoes. I think the reason... When I was a kid, I did not wear shoes, like, 90% of the time. Only when I was going out in public. And I think it's because because we live in a day and age where there's so many diseases just lying around on the ground. <laughs> like, hey, where's your disease? Weren't you carrying a disease earlier? Ah, oh, shoot! Look at these pockets I've just pulled inside out. <laughs> Not a disease to be found. Who knows where I dropped that? <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> so anyway, but you know, there's just risk of like stepping on needles, stepping on glass. <laughs> where do you live? just from driving around our property. Uh, Yes, me too. Yeah, and I've also stepped on several of those nails, and the only reason my feet were saved is because the nail went through my shoe instead of my foot. But why did you just have... That, ladies and gentlemen, is why our shoes... (laughs) But what if you just had, like, a two-inch callus? (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't have bothered you. It would have done... What it did to my tire. Do you remember that time a nail went into my tire and it didn't, like, puncture it? It, like, pierced it. 
like one of those earrings that just go in one whole part of your cartilage and then come back out and then go back in again. No, I don't recall. It did that, and I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. One time I had a very long uh, nail that was jammed into my tire, and I'm actually pretty sure someone at a gas station jammed it into my car, my into my tire, because my car was fine, and then I went to get gas, I walked inside, I came back out, and then, like, just quickly got in my car, started mm-hmm. to drive away, and it, my tire was just like, and it, like, just was completely flat. I feel like almost certainly you must be skipping the part where you just, like, destroyed this person's life. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. <laughs> like, they asked you for a dollar for gasoline, and you said, ha! Peasant! Um, excuse me, you speak I am me. a very generous person. I give when I can. Anyway, to strangers, not <laughs> you to you. You should have thought of that before you became the peasant! <laughs> That's Tawny. <laughs> Classic Tawny. <laughs> Anyway, um, but it, it wasn't like, your, your tire being pierced like that actually makes more sense, because it would be coming in at a more flat angle towards the tire, right? Like, driving over it. Mine was straight in, like, someone had to have jammed, it was a very long nail, and it, it, like, had to have just been jammed in there. I think it's more normal for a nail, which is entirely designed to puncture something straight through, to puncture something straight through. But it would have been, it would have had to been, like, standing at a certain angle. Okay, whatever, there's no way for us to prove this unless we go outside and conduct some experiments, so (laughs) let us carry on. Anyway, the lack of nails in my feet is why shoes. Yeah. (laughs) I disagree. I believe society is why shoes, but let us go. <laughs> All right. Asia, how do you feel about people wearing masks? I very strongly feel that we should do that more. Wear masks? Like, all right, have you seen The Hunchback in Notre Dame? So many people just wear Not masks. personally. Casually. Shut up. You've seen the movie. <laughs> so many people just casually wearing masks in that movie. Like, was that a thing? Because let's bring that back. Mm, that seems sweaty. Tawny, with technology, we can definitely make some wicking, I would only want to wear masks if I was a superhero, but unfortunately I'm not. But, Tawny, okay. Or, you know, like, listen, vigilante. Listen, I don't think it would be an listen, superhero. Imagine getting to go to the mall or go to the grocery store and buy some, like, lady things. <laughs> and no one knows who you are. Asia, <laughs> I don't care, because, like, we're ladies, and people should expect us to buy lady things. That shouldn't be an embarrassing thing. No, I agree. And listen, I'm not embarrassing. I will ca- proudly carry... You're very embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed, but imagine not even having to worry about it because nobody, unless you decide, is allowed to know who you are. Just carrying that internet anonymity with you wherever you go. Actually, I take that back. All of the things I just said, I take back. (laughs) Anonymity is terrible for the internet and would be terrible for real life. So the first thing I thought of when I read this question was how, you know, 
who wears masks, and it's usually, like, thieves, criminals. <laughs> so it would be a lot easier for criminals to, like, seem normal, and, like, if everyone's wearing masks, then no one's wearing masks. Okay, but what if you're a superhero, and now everyone thinks you're a thief, because only thieves wear masks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's, well, that's my point, is that, like... Uh, What's the name of your superhero? I'm the raccoon! Oh, that's very unfortunate. (laughs) Well, no, but that's, that is my point, that, like, people who were not thieves or not criminals would be seen as thieves or criminals, especially at first. At first, when this becomes a thing, and people have trouble adjusting to the fact that everyone's wearing masks, and they're like, oh, no! But then, also... Later on, all of the thieves and criminals would never be caught because everyone's wearing masks, you know? Okay, well, what if the masks are only, like, those masquerade kind of masks? Because then I think... Masquerade. People face is a parade. Okay. (laughs) Listen. Listen. I think because if they were only those kind of masks, then you'd really be gaining no more anonymity. How many times am I going to try to say this word? <laughs> than you generally have in real life. Because you go out in public and most people don't know who you are from Adam. Mm-hmm. So all you've got now is an extra fashion accessory that you can personalize and feel awesome. <laughs> I don't need another thing to accessorize. It's so much work. Yeah, but you don't have to wear eyeliner anymore. I don't have to wear eyeliner now. But you are wearing eyeliner. So? So you no longer have to feel like you need to perfect this eye, this cat skill. Cat, well, uh, I cat prefer I this. <laughs> I'm not wearing my eyeliner as a mask. I'm wearing it as an enhancement. you? It's an enhancement. That's what I'm saying the mask could be. Yeah, that's not an enhancement. That's covering your actual face. I think masks it's can the be si- very flat. If I wore makeup that was completely altering what my face really looked like, mm-hmm. then I might agree with you. However, I'm not. I'm wearing makeup to enhance my natural features, which is what I believe makeup should be for. In some countries where it's more common to wear masks to cover up, like, if you're sick, uh, medical masks. Some women use that as an excuse when they're not sick just to not put on any makeup. Yeah. And then nobody, it's like, I don't know, it seems kind of freeing. And I mean, I don't get me wrong, I regularly go out with no makeup. Would it be kind of like wearing a hat so you don't have to wash your hair? Exactly. That I can understand. (laughs) I just wouldn't want it to be like a all-the-time thing. No, no. I just wish it was more common. And then we can bring back capes, and then we live in... I care more about capes. <laughs> I just wish capes were... Capes with hoods! Not yeah! Weird. I almost bought one. Did I, I tell know. you? I was there. there. You were there. <laughs> okay. It was a pretty rad cape. Oh, the train's here. Time for a break. <laughs> Would you like to ask the next question? All right, Tawny. <clears throat> what do you think of clothes? I love them. I didn't even... They don't even know what I said. 
What do you think of clones? They probably thought I said clowns. <laughs> clones. Or cloves. Clones. Cloves. Clones. Snow clones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I have many thoughts on clones. Do you have many thoughts on clones? I have many, um controversial within myself feelings about clones. Okay, so the first thing that pops into my head when I think of clones is how when I was taking, uh, I think it was my advanced bio class in high school where um, it was a video that we watched and it was talking about genes. There's a train. The train's gone. Hooray. As was our train of thought. (laughs) Okay. So, when I think of clones, the first thing that comes to mind is in my advanced bio class in high school, we watched this video, and it was about genetics, and it was like this weird skit where these parents... They had had their natural child, right? And it was a combination of their genetics. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, trying to play the piano, but she's not very good at it. And she's just kind of awkward looking, even though she has these two really attractive parents. And then it talks about how, like, the parents were unsatisfied with their child, and so they just cloned themselves. (laughs) And so they had a boy and a girl... (laughs) That they raised, and they were just perfect clones of themselves. And so that that makes me, like, think negatively of cloning. But the whole idea of cloning to me is really fascinating and cool. (laughs) What? So are you telling me that the boy was just a genetic clone of its father, and the girl was just a genetic clone of its mother? Yes. Things could get real weird real fast. (laughs) That is true. However, they wouldn't have to really worry about any, like, you know, uh, genetic defects due to incest because they're not really related. Are you trying to tell me that these people... They could just keep cloning themselves children. Are you trying to tell me that these people... They could just keep duplicating themselves. Are you trying to tell me that these people do not have... A genetic problem <laughs> in which they are so unfeeling and narcissistic <laughs> that they were dissatisfied with their human-born child, I know. discarded said child, and decided they would rather have miniature versions of exactly themselves. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's very messed up. Um... <laughs> There's a movie, though, that this reminds me of also. Gattaca? Gattaca, yes. I was going to look it up on IMDb. You know, no need. I'm here. (laughs) That Jude Law movie. I think that we also watched part of that at one of my classes, but then I ended up watching more of it later. That was interesting to me because it wasn't really cloning. I like how you call it a Jude Law movie when it's clearly an Ethan Hawke movie. Jude Law's a side character. I don't care. I know, it's such a Jude Law movie. Anything anything with Jude Law in it is a Jude Law movie, just like AI. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so 
that movie was interesting, although it was not about cloning. The second thing that comes to my mind when I think about cloning is the sixth day. Yeah. Do you remember that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? That was movie? also the second thing that came to my mind. I guess I don't get to say the first thing that comes to my oh, mind. What? Multiplicity. <laughs> you know, with Keaton. You don't remember that movie? No. Oh, it's about this guy, and he gets access to a cloning machine, and he makes a clone of himself to, like, oh, help God. and stuff. Oh, God. I never <laughs> saw it, but I remember, I remember like, seeing it in Blockbuster and looking at the cover of it, and I was like, this looks stupid. Oh, I have seen it multiple times. And oh. uh, basically, every time he makes another clone, it gets more stupid. <laughs> and then the clones keep making clones of themselves because no one wants... To. It's like a Calvin and Hobbes situation <laughs> where Calvin doesn't want to do the chores either, so it keeps making more Calvin clones. <laughs> but in this movie, they keep getting, like, worse and worse. Third thought, Wheezy Waiter. Oh, yeah, Wheezy Waiter. That's, That's see, it. That's all there Wheezy is. Wheezy Waiter has a very interesting relationship with his clones. If they make good characters, they get to live. If not, they die. <laughs> so I guess the I mean, ultimate question... If I had a cloning machine... That all these movies bring to mind is, are clones real people? And I I mean, the, uh, the answer has always seemed extremely obvious to me. Yes. Unless twins are not real people, and triplets are not real people. They're genetically identical. Mm-hmm. They're people. The end... I think a lot of it comes from the idea that human beings have a soul, and so if you make a clone, is it, like, the same soul? Is it, does it have a soul? But, obviously, this is a flawed. (laughs) Well, what's interesting to me, and what, what's stupid about a lot of these movies is that, or unrealistic, not stupid, or something we can't do yet, because we can make clones, but we have to grow them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they can't, we can't just be like, oh, cloning machine, boop, you have someone who is the exact same age as you and has, like, all the memories and everything. Mm -hmm. But, like, you're just growing another version of you that has, like, the same genes. That doesn't mean they're going to have the same memories or same, you know, like, environments that they grow up in. They'll just look like you, basically. They will be similar. Like, let's not... I mean, genetics do have a role in our, like, personality and We have everything. not enough, but quite a few examples of, of um, you know, children who were I- genetically identical, who were raised in different homes, and yeah, they're different, because they're different people, but they did have certain similarities that could not easily be attributed to their environment growing up, and so it's clear they started off with a similar base, but you know, you can go off. It's kind of like when we talk about MBTI. You start at a similar base as the people who have your type, but that doesn't mean you're the same person by a long shot because also your environment, also your traits that you inherit from your parents, also just your choices that you make in life mm-hmm. have an impact. Yep. But my, what are, what are your, like, overall thoughts on clones? Like, like should we clone? I don't see a good reason to clone. Um, I'm sure, and maybe, like, if people want to clone livestock or, like, like livestock that has ideal genetic qualities or something. Um, 
What? Oh, you might want to pause this. Unless we want to record Kiri's phone call. Hello? Hey, you haven't changed any of the Netflix information, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do it? Kiri, Tawny, and I are recording our podcast right now. <laughs> You're on speakerphone. You're on speakerphone. This I is- only asked because for the first time ever, Cheyenne was like, hey, let me try putting Netflix on the computer because we just got a new monitor in our bedroom. I just really think that it's funny that this is your second guest appearance on our podcast to ask about Netflix again. Did you call me the other day, by the way? Yeah, I did, because I honestly thought I was dying, and then I was like, shoot, Asia's had her appendix out. She could tell me if I'm dying. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I didn't. I feel a lot better now. I'm consoled. Um, I... I did not change the Netflix information. What are you putting in? Well, you're going to record this on the podcast? I'll delete it. I edit everything. Okay. Um, I was putting in... Oh, yeah. It's now. Yeah. Oh, oh. When did that happen? A long time ago because I thought it was... So I changed it to... And then I remembered later that it was... Yeah, I'm forever going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> All right, do you want to say anything? Um, do you want to try and answer our question that we're answering right now? Yes, I do. What do you think of clones? In general, because I just think of banana, and technically bananas are clones. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I'm so happy you answered the question. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> ba- bananas I mean, are clones. I was like, how is it possible that this banana is so big when I've had little bananas? <clears throat> bananas are technically clones. Yeah, they're just, so you mean to say that, like, you're surprised when a banana is bigger than other bananas because it's genetically identical to all the other bananas? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess that depending on where the banana berry it comes from, it would make a difference, though, huh? Yeah, environment. Tawny and I were just discussing nature versus nurture. Yeah, so I, I, there is actually, I don't know, it's a little random, but this ties into twins. And there was a study done back in the 70s where they took a bunch of twins away from each other at birth and raised them separately just to see how they would turn out differently. Yeah, that's messed up. But Tawny and I were just also discussing uh, similar studies. Do you think that people who um, lose a child should be able to genetically clone that child and have it again? I... What are their reasons for losing the child? Because what if it was a genetic reason? I don't think they should then. Okay, but maybe <laughs> it, it got in a car accident or something. Well, I don't see why not. <laughs> the thing is, like, okay, those parents own those genes, you know? But it's not like the kid is going to be exactly the same. Are we talking about this because of a certain movie that just came out? What movie? No, we're not. Asia hasn't seen okay. that movie. Okay, I just want to make sure. Oh, no. Okay. Jurassic World spoilers? I mean, I guess there's just really the main issue would be the parents expecting this child to be exactly the same as the original child, when clearly it right. wouldn't be. 
baby, sure. Yeah. Then there wouldn't be but expectations. The environment makes such a difference. It's just going to be a different person who's not going to have the same memories, so they're not going to have the same everything, you know. Honestly, and I don't know if you guys have already talked about this, but MBTI, I wonder, I know that Tony has always told me that a personality is set, like your everything is set a certain way from the moment you're born, but I kind of don't believe that. I kind of believe that there is a developing period that can highly influence how your personality comes out, even though, like, how you would test, anyway. Yeah, we were actually just discussing that, about how um, the genetic starting point could be compared to your MBTI starting point, because it seems to me, at least, that, I mean, literally just based on our home videos, <laughs> that our personalities were pretty set from day one, but obviously our overall personalities and the choices we make could have been affected by the environments in which we were raised and the choices right. we made. Because I like to think, you know, even as an ESFJ, I don't fit the mold of an ESFJ completely, and a lot of that has to do with being raised alongside you guys, being <laughs> raised with the parents we had, you know, and just the environment that I grew up in. There are some ESFJs that are essentially Martha Stewart, you know, like perfect kind of people and I'm like I know I'm not that way and I, I get that I want it and that's part of the personality but I'm just not that way right I want to be Albert Einstein but I'm not quite there rude okay all right Kiri thank you that was actually some very interesting input and looking forward to the next time you can for real be on the podcast Oh, yeah, you wouldn't be there for that, Asia. What? New announcement, guys. Kiri and I yeah. might do uh, a bonus episode what? Next, this uh, this week. I have never not been on an episode. What is this nonsense? <laughs> Surprise! I've not been on an episode, so it's fair. Yeah. It's not fair. I edit these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, Tawny doesn't put that work into it. <laughs> never. Um... Yes. This is totally nice way, but we are going hiking in Mere Woods on a Sunday, and I know a couple other people are driving down for it. If you wanted to come hiking with us, you could be at least part in the podcast. What? Tawny is making a face that implies that she knowingly withheld this information earlier today when I said, hey, Tawny, we should go on a hike next weekend. I never heard you say and that. And she said nothing. I didn't hear you say that. Oh, sure. I didn't. I just, said that I never earlier did today. Did not hear you. I said we should go on a hike next weekend. Did not hear you 100%. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't she have told you I'm going on a road trip next weekend? I told her. <sighs> anyway, fine, whatever. I would like to go on this hike, but okay. If I'm invited. <laughs> you were invited. Okay. Um, All right. We're going to get back to our podcast. You enjoy your Netflix. Oh, I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Okay, so should we move on to our next question? We shall. If you cloud invent a world... What? Tony, you're a terrible typer. I'm not, typist. actually. I just copied and pasted. That's how it was sent to us. Anonymous, you're a terrible typist. Anani Mouse... Sorry, anyway, um, I just had to point that out. 
If you could invent a world... Cloud world. Would there be a currency? And if so, how would the currency system <sighs> be work? Tawny, stop reading it as it was written. <laughs> how would the currency system work? You go first. I don't want to. (laughs) I don't like this question. If I could invent a world, no, there would not be currency. Currency is the worst. We would just all have our spot in the world. And if we wanted to trade things, we could trade things. The end. Don't you think that there would be arguments over what things are worth a trade? No. I mean, sure, there will be arguments, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to trade anything you don't want to trade. Yeah, I guess. I was thinking about that. I wouldn't want currency, although I feel like it would just kind of happen on its own. Like, how much control do I have over this world? Do I only get to start it, or do I get to control it from, like, the start... You know, yeah, sure. It would probably on. happen on its own. But ideally, people would be mostly independent and not rely on purchasing things from other people because they have the freedom from worrying about making a bunch of money. Now, that begs the question, what about doctors? What about medical care? My world has no disease. Question answered. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if we're inventing this world, why would we not make it, like, perfect where everyone just, like, (laughs) is totally fine all the time? So, yeah, no currency. The end. Asia. Or, you know, you could just have it so people who have jobs that are considered, like, noble jobs, like medical care, something that is difficult and hard to learn and also, you know, takes a lot of an emotional toll... Those people could be just kind of cared for. Sort of like the Levites in Israel. You know, everyone else had their plot of land that they were assigned. But the Levites, the priestly class, they survived on basically mostly donations. Because they were serving the rest of the people. So the rest of the people donated a little bit to them. Yeah. That would make sense to me yeah i thought it it seemed like a pretty good system because they didn't have the time to go farm and make their own stuff because they had their own duties to if do people are serving other, like the general people <laughs> in but, one way yeah public then, servants yeah it would make sense that the public would do what they can to support so we just invented servants. taxes <laughs> 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 but like for doctors yeah. So we are socialists. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, it gets complicated. Obviously, if it wasn't a complicated concept, everyone would have this down pat and there'd I, be one form of government. Yeah. I would, I, at first when I was thinking about this, I was like, well, I mean, currency would make sense because then you could put like a definite price on things and it's like, you, you don't have to decide. I feel like being able to trade something, you're like, it's a little subjective of what is worth what. But if you are able to put a currency price on something, then it, like, makes it a standard. However, currency that's is also not true, subjective. Though, because, yeah. yeah, and there's certain companies that will monopolize a certain, you know, object or, mm-hmm. like, field or whatever. 
And so, and then they get to charge more for something that's really not, like, worth that much. And you can change but the value But it's because they control the it. Yeah, exactly. Currency, yeah. So, I would invent a world without it. Like, um, ideally, that would be the goal. Yeah. If it, we don't know what limitations we're working in, but a world that doesn't rely on a made-up thing would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Moving <Okay>. on. <laughs> Asia. If you could live anywhere in the world currently, where would you live? I am currently trying to live basically anywhere that needs me to teach their kids English. <laughs> I I'm I have a few countries in mind that I would like to try living in and um I just want to live a relatively simple life utilizing a skill I know I have and I know that I'm good at like um learning languages and teaching people things that I know and I know English very well even though it doesn't always come across that much when I'm speaking off the cuff <laughs> but English is actually my best subject and I enjoy learning other languages because I like you know the learning the root words and everything and finding the connections between different languages. So that's something I, that's a skill I could share. And I also really value learning about other people, other cultures. And I just feel like I've learned about as much as I could from living in this area. <laughs> I just kind of want to explore a little more. So possible places I've been thinking about South Korea, Japan, um, France, not limited to any of those places, though. I've considered Indonesia, maybe other places in Europe. I just feel like I need more experiences. Yeah, same. Um, I don't have the same goal, though, of teaching English. I mean, I could do that, but that's not what I want to do. If I could live anywhere in the world, I... It's hard to say, because there's places that I've kind of, I guess, idealized in my mind. Like, they just sound really nice, but I haven't actually gone there. So... I don't really know how much I would like it, you know, mm -hmm. but my number one place that I want to visit is New Zealand. And what I really would love is to have a place kind of out in the country, but not like too far from a city. But That's out where we live right <clears throat> now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but listen, alone, <laughs> and where, oh, yeah. <laughs> where things are like green a lot of the time and where they have beautiful New Zealand accents and just I would love to live in basically like a hobbit hole on my own that <laughs> is like my dream and I could just be isolated as much as I would like to be feet earlier when we were talking about why shoes I wanted to say that the idea of hobbit feet used to gross me out but as I get older it increasingly seems more practical yeah Nice, warm, calloused feet. Sorry, continue. <laughs> anyway, but, like, just the idea of living in the countryside like that with just a cozy little home where I could sit there and write stories and do all of my hobbies, play music. Your hobbies. Um, my hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> and just have, like, peace around me, you know, not be disturbed. Yeah, that does sound pretty sweet. Um, I think I'm just thinking about 
things I could do practically at the moment to make money and explore at the same time. Well, I'm assuming that I would keep my job or work in a similar field at the same oh, time. Oh, right. Tawny telecommutes, so yeah. she's in the 1%, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But we do have um, a guy who... Um, at the company, he worked at the company, works at the company, who lives in New Zealand. So, it is possible. I would love to do it, but I don't know how much I love New Zealand because I haven't actually been there. I just like the idea of it so far, but hopefully, either next year, I'm hope I'm hoping to go to Japan and possibly New Zealand next mm-hmm. year. So, I will know then. Well, basically, I decided about a month ago that I would really like to visit South Korea. And when I visit places, I don't like to just visit for a couple weeks. I like to stay there for a long time. For example, the two-year visit I made to Maui. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would need to have a bit, a way to make you know, a little bit of a living while I'm there. I really hope you move to South Korea so I can come stay with you in South Korea. But I would only want to be there for like a month, yeah. I think. I have no idea. Maybe I'll hate it there. I really can't make judgments about places before I try them out for a long time. I never even wanted to live anywhere tropical. I never even wanted to visit anywhere tropical. And then I lived in Hawaii for two years. Yeah, pretty much the only places I've visited, like are tropical other than, you know, other states. I mean, Hawaii is one of our states, but I just mean, like, going across an ocean. Right. A contiguous state. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because basically just Thailand and Hawaii. I almost went to visit Romy in Belize, but then she moved back, like, not long before I was planning (laughs) on going, Um, which would have been my third place that would have been, like, a very humid I still have not traveled outside of this country, uh, except for the time I was one and we went to Mexico, and I do not remember that. And my dad took me, like, while my mom was in the hospital, took me, one-year-old Asia, to the border to watch the people trying to get across the border. And then one of our the Mexican bo- father, our Mexican father, and whose then, p- grandparents hopped the border. Right? They, they crossed the Rio Grande. Okay. Um, uh, he then got chewed out by a border patrol officer in Mexico for bringing a baby to the border where people, <laughs> he said, frequently get shot and killed. <laughs> and said, what are you thinking? And my dad was like, oh, whoops, I didn't know. Don't Her- tell mom, Asia, who's one, can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to our next question. And this is, this is a four-part question, right? What? I can't remember that many parts. <laughs> okay, so we're all, we'll take it one part at a time. The first part, what advice would you give an alien? <clears throat> I got this. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> okay, my advice, Racist. I would give an alien... <laughs> You're racist. racist. (laughs) What advice I would give to an alien is, no, 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 no. Go back, go back. You don't want to be here. (laughs) That's my advice. My advice would be like, hey, alien, you 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 already gave your advice. I'm translating it. (laughs) My advice 
to the alien in English would be, hey, alien, <clears throat> you know what you should do? You should tell us what to do. Help. Help us. <laughs> this is not a good place. I wouldn't give any advice. I'd just be like, can I come with you? <laughs> can I leave? All Save right. Oxygen. All right. Okay. Who else are we advising? A uh, horse. I got this. If you Winnie, <laughs> if you Winnie into this microphone, <laughs> I'm going to hit you so hard. I'm not going to Winnie. Don't you nay. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I hope you all heard that. I'm not going to nay. <laughs> okay. Clomp, clomp. Okay, what advice I would give a horse? <laughs> Keep going. I have no idea. I don't think horses really need our advice. Oh no, they've got it all together. They're good. Have you seen them? They're yeah. majestic. They're majestic. They clippity clop. They are shiny. Not always. They have perfect noses for nuzzling. You know what they I saw the glorious other... locks. You know what I saw the other day? Flanks. Baxter. <laughs> James uh, Baxter and upset. Okay. What I saw the other day though that was really sad was I didn't know this would happen. Like I knew that you had to take horses to get their their hooves clipped, right? However, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and um I saw this video of this I think it was like a mini horse or like a pony or something anyway (laughs) it hadn't had its hooves clipped in like years Mm -hmm. and it was like these huge deformed long hooves what they're like big fingernails wait how come wild horses don't look like that that's what i was wondering when i saw this video but they just run on rocks more maybe like i mean like wild animals everyone people who like you know really take care of their pets or like they clip their nails right mm-hmm. but uh wild animals don't really need that done like they're in but their nails don't grow super long or crazy but it's because they they like kind of um we just take, mess these animals up yeah i mean they take care of them themselves like i don't clip my cat's nails but they're fine because they wander around outside they claw at trees mm-hmm. they wear them down themselves and I think it might be the same with horses. Like like you said, maybe it's the rocks or something. It kind of keeps them short. But this horse, maybe it was, like, like not moving around enough and wasn't able to get its hooves yeah, down. But, like, it was really, like, sad. Like, it couldn't walk on its feet at all. Like, it was all bent yeah. at the knees because it was, like, trying to balance on these wonky hooves. See, I have a friend, and part of her job <laughs> is just to go to people's houses and clip their cat's nails for them. Which wow. is something I have literally never done for I any of my cats. Rabbit nails, like my uh, rabbits, because they, you know, they're trapped in a cage most of the time. Like, or they would, at most, be wandering around our house. Yeah, we clipped our bird's nails. Yeah, because he only walked on carpet. So yeah, but that's that's the thing. It's like when they have an environment that's soft, <laughs> like they they need it, but wild animals like just naturally know to kind of i just didn't realize that would happen to horses um i'm not going to clip my toenails anymore 
and I'm just gonna see how long it takes for you guys to... That's disgusting, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I... My shoes wouldn't fit. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Flickers. <laughs> okay, third part of this question. What advice would you give an architect? I got this. <clears throat> Why won't Robin marry me and have children? <laughs> sketch, sketch, sketch. Here I dreamt I was an architect. <laughs> this is not advice, Asia. This is just clips from How I Met Your Mother. Yes, I'm perfectly aware. <laughs> it's their language. Tawny. Cad. Whining. Cad. <laughs> if only you guys could see Asia leaning into the microphone and staring at it for a second. Like, Fist this clenched. <laughs> like this is an actual architect that she's trying to reason with by saying Cad. Cad blueprints inches to centimeters conversion stop please what advice plans would i give an architect i don't know how could i possibly give an architect advice when i am not an architect myself yeah what a weird question anani mouse are you an architect are you asking for advice i think if i was an architect i would want like my goal would to be to not like make things that are extremely different or original you know because we always see buildings that are similar and or will draw inspiration from like other pieces of architecture right Mm -hmm. which is cool you know sometimes but i think that if i was an architect i would try to be as original as possible and so that is my advice to all the architects listening, which is zero. Um, sure, sure, be sure. Original. Being original is easy, but knowing easy. how to utilize the math and everything to make sure your building doesn't fall down or burn down well, obviously. makes it difficult to be totally be original. Be original, but, you know, still pay attention to physics. But also such. be a genius. There you go. Yeah. That's our advice. Be a genius. Okay, Asia, what advice would you give a 75-year-old hag? Hold on, I got this. A 75-year-old hag. (coughs) (coughs) Would you like a butterscotch? It's already This is not imitate them. (laughs) Tawny, I'm not imitating you, racist. Racist? I'm speaking the language. This you, means entirely different. You giving words. them advice would offer them offering them a butterscotch. No, I just said to your own self, be true. In seventy five year old hag, what about this? Do you not understand? The word hag seems a little sexist to me. Can we apply this to seventy five year old gross old men and women? Thanks. She's not going to say anything after that. She's just. <laughs> What's your advice for men and women? Who are gross what old? advice would I give Asia? What? Mm-hmm. What? How? I'm, be- I'm beating you up. <laughs> uh, All right. My advice is don't give what Snow heck? White that apple. I was it's, in the middle of my it's advice. It's just, it's not worth your time. You Go know? to the doctor, get that thing on the end of your nose frozen off. <laughs> okay? A little oh. Botox. Do you ever see someone with just like 
like a, like an older person that just has the most giant blackheads, but like or just like one that no. never goes away. There's someone I know who has like it looks like a mole. Tiny. It's that big. Are they gonna figure out who you're talking no. about? <laughs> no, but like it looks like a mole. It's that big, but it's a blackhead, and I just really want to walk up to this person and jab them with. A, a, an extractor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. normal, normal because <laughs> but like and I don't I can't say anything so if you were a 75 year old hag with a peculiar black mark on any part of your body it's probably it is probably a blackhead that needs to be extracted <laughs> otherwise it's just going to keep getting bigger and then once you finally do get it taken care of you're going to have a crater in your skin and so, that's my advice, 75-year-old hags. Please, I, go, to a, all right. go to a dermatologist. Tommy, I feel like our advice to the 75-year-old hag has really been mean. very shallow. Yeah, I know, but it's just a thing that really How can we me. make the 75-year-old hag a happier person? Why are people calling you a hag? Hag. What is I don't even really How know. How do you that dress? When I think of a hag, I like you also thought of the lady on um the Snow White. <laughs> it's um it's the definition a witch, especially one in the form of an ugly old woman woman, often used as a term of disparagement for a woman. It so is no. sexist. It is. Which is why we can't address the men in this question um or advice. It's also short for hagfish. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's a hagfish? Uh, anyway, so what age? 75-year-old hagfish. How long do hagfish live? I don't know. Apparently 75 years. You're on Google! <laughs> um, if there's actually an answer readily available to this question. No one Someone's Googled it before. 40 years. 40 years? Tony, I'm only 11 years away from being a hag. (laughs) Hagfish. A hagfish. That's somehow not comforting. (laughs) This is not a comforting distinction. But that's only if you live in the ocean. If if you (laughs) live in an aquarium, you're already dead because they only live about 17 years. Is that what it said? Yes. I'm already dead. (laughs) Asia's Asia's a ghost hagfish. That is rad as can be. That is my new metal album, <laughs> Ghost Hagfish. I don't want, I will not even answer to another moniker from now on. <laughs> okay, so we, it, this question really is, if you could, or sorry, what advice would you give a 75-year-old witch? It's not, that's not the question. What advice would you give to a 75-year-old hagfish? A oh, witch fish. A hagfish. Mm-hmm. I got this. If you're a 75 year old hagfish, you don't need blah, my blah, advice blah, because blah. you're doing it right and you are like almost twice the age as all the other hagfish. Okay. Yeah, you get it, girl. Yeah. All right. Asia, what do you think is the weirdest part of a house? Oh. Definitely the toilet. That's the weirdest part? I think that's the most logical part of a house. I didn't say it wasn't. (laughs) 
But it is a hole that is designated for your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Which is another hole. And it's where strangers who visit your house will inevitably also stick their butts. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Thank you for inviting me to your home. Where might I find the hole upon which I may stick my butt? (laughs) Where you do not keep the toilet seat covers? I'm really enjoying this visit and this conversation. But I need to know where it is. Where's the hole? Where's the butthole? Where's the butthole? Where I shall place my butthole. Where is your room in which I may drop trow? I'm gonna say that next time. Someone's Where is the room in which I can become half naked? Unless it is my preference to become full naked. Oh my god. So, I didn't realize how many people I know, like, undressed to go poop. It's so weird. Why do you guys do that? What are you doing? What? Why? You don't poop out of your top half. You don't need to Tony, do that. let's use some more euphemisms. There may be children listening. <laughs> There's no children listening. <laughs> but, like, seriously, why do you need to take off your shirt in order to go to the bathroom? Maybe they don't want germs to get on their shirt? Although I did, I know that this is all all men that I have found. Not, hashtag not all men. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone that I've heard that does this is a man. There may be women that do this. I don't know. But I think that because women are so used to having to sit on a toilet that it's like, it would be absolutely ridiculous if we undressed every time. Mm-hmm. But for men, it's like, oh, you know, maybe once a day. Taking off our bras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like once a day, they undress and they just take soak in that time to take a dump. But... Ew. <laughs> everything about that sentence was disgusting. <laughs> I know. But... I think, I mean, that, that, that's gotta be why, right? But, like, what if they also, like, had to sit down to pee, or at least had to squat, you know? (laughs) They wouldn't do that. It's only because that's their me time, I think. I don't think there's actually any real reason that they could give any logical reason. I don't know, man. This question took a turn. Unless, (laughs) unless, here's the logical reason. It's a lot of effort. They get sweaty, but they don't want their clothes to get sweaty. Huh. Where did they put their clothes? Did they just, (laughs) did they fold them neatly? (laughs) Yeah. Or do you just throw them on the floor? What about when you're in a public restroom? Do you hang, what if there's no hook for you to hang your clothes on? (laughs) Tony has a lot of questions. I'm so curious. Podcast. <laughs> Another weird part of the house not everybody has, but the fireplace. It's the place in your home that you set on fire <laughs> on a regular basis. And then people are like, why is my house burning to the ground? Because you don't have a fireplace, Carl, for the millionth time. <laughs> we told you stop. Stop building a fire pit in the middle of your living room. It's like the fireplace that Tawny has. That's not actually a fireplace. Tawny has a fireplace, but it does not have a chimney. No. It can maybe handle candles. 
You absolutely may not set a fire in Tommy's fire place. <laughs> um, okay, so weirdest place of the house to me. I mean, some houses have more rooms or, like, more to them than ours do. Oh, it's definitely the dumb waiter. <laughs> <laughs> what a funny name! <laughs> Oh, I know, it's the foyer. <laughs> With the butler always standing there, waiting to let people in to the foyer. And then they stand there all aghast at your magnificent staircase. Hilarious. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I was kind of thinking along those lines. <laughs> For real. Um, I We grew up in a house that had, what, like, a kitchen... A living room, a family room that was our bedroom, <laughs> and one bedroom and one bathroom, and that was it. You know, we all we had a basement, we had an attic. Attics are weird to me, actually, because sometimes people actually utilize them, and you know, will make them look nice and whatever. But a lot of houses have attics. But it's just, like, this empty space. Just a garbage zone of like, heat and misery. Yeah, and there's just, it's like the spider container of the house. Uh-huh. And it's where they all leak from. Ew. Like they, get, <laughs> they get into the attic. What and then you're like, it for? Oh, we got a leak. <laughs> like, where? <laughs> spider leak. Everyone's like, oh, where did the spider even come from? It's the attic. They're always coming from the attic. Like, you go up in the attic, and it's just cobwebs. There's nothing else. It's just cobwebs and oh, spiders. Oh, you guys did blow-in insulation, huh? No, no. No insulation up there. Yeah. Oh, I will be leaving now. Yeah. It's where all the black widows hide. It's not necessarily a strange part of the house, but it's certainly a gross, unpleasant part of the house that I do not like. And <laughs> even when people make it look nicer, it usually tends to be hotter because heat rises, obviously. And so it's just not as comfortable as the rest of the house. I'm just going to make another argument for the bathroom. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm a guest in your home. Could you please direct me to the room in which you keep all of your prescription medication? <laughs> it's not cleverly hidden behind a mirror. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Some people keep their medication in the kitchen, Asia. Or in a pantry, because you were supposed to keep stuff like that in a dry environment, and keeping medication in the bathroom is actually a bad idea. The end. Okay. Can you direct me to the room where you become fully naked to cleanse yourself? <laughs> Can you direct me to the room in which you need a GFCI outlet because there's so much water in here all the time? Asia's showing off her electrical knowledge Can you now. direct me to the room in which you need to have some grippy mats all over the floor because it's the room in which you're most likely to slip and die from breaking your neck? Can you direct me to the room where it's okay for your children to, like, leave wet toys all over the place? Can you direct me to the room in which you have your seashell soaps from 1997? <laughs> Can okay. you direct me to the room where you keep the towels that no one's allowed to use even though that's the room where you would exclusively need towels? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Okay. Asia. Yes? What matters most, food or clothing? Would you go naked? 
in order to, to eat the bathroom, yes, <laughs> eat scrumptious <laughs> and exotic gourmet foods, or want fine, comfortable attire <clears throat> in a judgmental society. All right, hold on. I'm gonna need a minute to parse this question. What matters most, food or clothing? Would you go naked in order to eat scrumptious and exotic gourmet foods, or fine slash comfortable attire in a judgmental society? I know I just said exactly what you just said. I just needed to read it to myself to understand. Because, obviously, food is more important. (laughs) But why not scrumptious and exotic gourmet foods? No, I would not go naked for that. Listen, what I need to know is, is is, is the judgmental society part of both parts of this question or only the part where you wear fine, comfortable attire? So you wear fine, comfortable attire in a judgmental society or naked, eating scrumptious and exotic gourmet foods in a non-judgmental society? Or are are these both in a judgmental society? Oh, maybe I'm just... I was not thinking about that. Because if it's a non-judgmental society, of course I'm going to get my caviar on. You know what I mean? But... And also, I won't care because it's non-judgmental and I don't care if I'm No, 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 no. I think that they are both, (laughs) now that I'm rereading this, I think they are both in a judgmental society. So, would you, in a judgmental society, rather, you know, go naked in order to eat the the good food or have fine and comfortable attire? All right, I think I'm going to have to say, oh man, oh, it pains me to say this. Probably I would go with fine, comfortable attire. Because I don't have to have scrumptious and exotic gourmet foods, but I would feel very uncomfortable if I had to be very nakedly on display because I did, and everyone knows it's because I made the choice. Yeah, that I wanted to eat. No, I totally that more. same. Like <laughs> I would rather just like. Do we not get any food if we have clothes? We obviously would get some food. It just okay. And we'd probably fit in our clothes better because we're so not eating. Is like, this this is just a very realistic question because it's how we are. <laughs> we do live in a judgmental society. We only have a certain amount of money. Us in the middle to lower class. You know, <laughs> Tony says middle points to herself, points to me lower. I was pointing to you the whole time. I'm just kidding. She didn't do that, but in my head she did. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean, it's a very realistic question. We only have so much money. Are we going to spend it on fine and delicious food or fine and comfortable attire? So I, I do enjoy wearing clothing. I think that I spend more on, I don't know, I try to divide it evenly, right? But I do... You should definitely spend more on food than clothing, Tawny. I've gotta say. Well, I think I do, but it's not because I am eating scrumptious and exotic gourmet foods. It's because my food that goes well in my stomach and does not make me ill is more expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't have, like... Tons and tons of fine clothing either, but I don't, I don't know. I think that I would want to be clothed and not be naked. It's not worth (laughs) the gourmet food. I'm perfectly fine having a pretty simple diet. In fact, I need a simple diet. Right. So. I love delicious food. Really? Shut up. I hate delicious food. (laughs) I really like to try lots of different kinds of food. Also, I get bored of food really fast. But I also really like, more than anything, to feel comfortable enough in my skin that I don't have to worry about my skin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
I just want to be able to wear some clothing and be out and people can see me in my clothing and I'm not worried about that so I can think and dedicate my thought processes to other things. <laughs> and if I were constantly eating just whatever delicious fattening foods I want and having to be naked, gosh, that just sounds like literally a nightmare that I would have <laughs> and I'll probably have tonight. Because I just, oh, it sounds so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we can agree that we both would prefer to be in comfortable As long as we're well-nourished. And just live on a simple diet of food. Yeah. As long as we're alive and can also feel comfortable and think and be productive people. Yep. Okay. Um, I mean, it, but it also says, like, fine, comfortable... Does fine mean, like, expensive? I mean, I hope so, because if I'm trading my expensive, delicious gourmet food, I want some nice, expensive clothes. I just, I don't know, I've never cared about that. This obviously, I want want good quality clothes, but I don't want it, like, oh, it's this brand. I feel like we're not necessarily answering this question from a moral kind of standpoint, like, what's definitely the objective best answer is just, like, how we would feel the most comfortable. Yeah, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are our questions for this episode, episode 10. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 10 months, Asia. 10 months of this nonsense? We're only two more months. Wait, how is that possible? We've almost done this for a year. Did we really start? Today's, I mean, this month is July, August, September. Did we start last October? I think so. Wow. Imagine if we were doing this weekly. Then we would have had 40 episodes by now. Oh, God. The people don't need that much of us. Um, uh, of course, we could afford to do that many episodes if we had more patrons. Oh, speaking of which, we would like to thank our patrons that we do have for your support. Tyler is still our biggest supporter. Thanks, Tyler. Or should we say somebody, somebody else? else. Also, thanks to Megan Ueno, a.k.a. Bagel, Brandon Wong, and Cassidy Oates. You can always join them in becoming a patron of the Mostly Rational podcast. We are currently in the market for a better microphone and recording setup, so your patronage would really help us out. Plus, becoming a monthly donor of $1 or more gets you access to bonus content, including blooper reels. And there are a few blooper reels The blooper reel from this episode should be quite interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, there is even an entire bonus episode up just for patrons. To become a patron and get access to all that and more, go to patreon.com slash mostlyrational. You can also support us by rating us on iTunes, Google, and Spotify, wherever you listen. And of course, the best and freest way to help us out is by sharing the podcast with your friends. If you'd like your questions answered on the next episode, email us at mostlyrationalpod at gmail.com or go to our website, mostlyrationalpodcast.com, and submit a question. That's right. You can do that now. There's a website. Yay! A real website. A dot com. We sprang for the dot com. Nothing but the best for we you people. We sprang for the dot com. I sprang for the dot com. Anyway. Johnny, come on. all right you can also follow us on twitter at mostly rational and instagram at mostly rational pod tawny it's the end of our podcast and we have yet to introduce our guest host well our guest host is a little shy she's a little shy but i'm gonna bring her out lee 
Lee, are you? Oh, she's she's hiding behind a chair. Come on, Lee. You can get it. You can do it. Come over. Come on, Lee. Come on, Lee. Say hello. Say hello. Get right up to the mic. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Lee. Hi. Tell us a little about yourself, Lee. I'm Lee the Spud. You're a Spud? Yeah. Wow, Lee. What do you what do you like to do? I am Lee the Spud, and I am a loyal servant of the Princess Potato. Whoa! Who's the Princess Potato? Tawny. Tawny's the Princess Potato. Tawny? My I, sister Tawny? I am her loyal Spud. Tawny is the Princess Potato. Well, okay, Lee the Spud. Well, that is so great to hear that you're such a loyal subject of my sister Tawny. Um, I'm just going to tell the listeners how we found you. Yeah, we were out in the garden one day, and Tawny was, you know, she was adjusting her crown, and she was saying that she really wished she had somebody to, you know, not just to do her laundry and her dishes, but also to just be her constant companion and give her pedicures. Yeah, my cats don't do the (laughs) pedicure thing, and they're around, but they, they, like... She really just wanted to mentor somebody. And I kept saying, you know, I would really like some free food from the ground. And so, being me, the, don't worry, bear with me. Don't, bear with me, Lee. It's okay, don't worry. Me being the INTP that I am, I thought, you know, I don't really want to do the whole gardening thing, but maybe if I just dig some random holes, then, um something will happen and so I just took our spade and I just shoved it right in the ground and there was nothing there and then I did that about 63 more times and wow that's a lot it was a lot I know I had like a sweat drop and everything and and right then I heard a little "Ah." you can probably do it better than me Lee well go ahead tell them what you said something kind of jabbed towards me I was like there you go. That's that's the sound I heard. And I was like, mm, rumble, rumble in my tumble. But then I reached out in the ground and I pulled out this scrumptious looking potato. And, sorry, bear with me, Lee. I, I didn't know any better then. Um, I, I pulled, I pulled out this, this tuber and, and rubbed her right on my shirt just to get off some of the dirt, you know, as one does. And and tell it tell the people what you said, Lee. I just said, Hello. I'm Lee. I'm Lee the Spud. And it was when she said Lee the Spud that I realized, alright, this talking potato may be too intelligent to eat. <laughs> and so, so kind. I wasn't quite sure though, so we took her to the sink. And, um, poured some water on her, cleaned her up a bit to see how cute she was. Fortunately for Lee, we decided she was pretty cute for a potato. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and decided, um, not to eat her. <sighs> um, because, because... I feel, I feel bad for all the non-cute potatoes. Well, listen, because the non-cute potatoes have never done what you did next, Lee. Tell us what you said when you saw Tawny. Well, when I saw Tawny, 
just knew that she, I had to serve her because she was the ultimate potato. Just the <laughs> ultimate potato. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And so I said, Your Majesty, <laughs> Your Majesty, I am Lee. I am your loyal spot from this day on. I shall always serve you. And, and Tawny, what did you say back to Lee? I said, all right, cool. That's exactly what I thought you said. <laughs> That's how I remember this exactly. All right, so um, Tawny and Lee have come up with a very good relationship. In the meantime, this was a couple weeks ago now, and Tawny's toes have never looked better. And, and Fantastic. they've both, you know, <laughs> sprouted here and there. But that just happens with age. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, potatoes, what are you going to do? Potatoes, what are you going to do? She's got so many eyes, eyes everywhere. So, Lee, are you going to join us on our next podcast? Do you think you're going to stick around? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if someone asks me a question. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well... People could people could ask Lee people a question. People could ask Lee a question, I suppose. They could probably also, I don't know, um, ask us if we have any more insanely clever characters lying <laughs> around. <laughs> or they could just hope desperately that we have a real guest host next time. <laughs> not to say that you're not real, Lee. You are real. You're real. You're a real potato. <clears throat> There's real as potatoes come. Thanks. Real as talking potatoes come. <laughs> All right, you ready to say goodbye, Lee? Say goodbye to the people? Bye. Bye, mostly rational listeners. I hope you all become loyal spots to Princess Potato. Wow, what about me? Uh, what do you, you have any wishes for me, Asia? I only care about the potatoes. <laughs> okay, fine. I guess I'll have to wait around to find my loyal vegetable. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.